survived the week. <laughs> it wasn't just a one episode and we're done. Made it back and as promised, I, I'm not going to be by myself. So I'm going to have a guest on. I have my brother, my sig new brother, good friend of mine, Jordan James, also known as Joe Epic. Did I get that right? Yeah, Joe Epic is right. Joe Epic, happy to have you on. Thank my you. friend, you, you're uh, fresh off of a winning streak. You probably got that winning high from oh. the survival pool that we were in. It's close, but, you know, parlays didn't hit that night, but it's whatever. <laughs> you got one win. You, you knocked my brother out. He, he was texting me. He was not too happy about that. It was. It was a close one, too. It was a close one that night. <laughs> yeah, the fact that came to USC and Oregon, and you guys were the last two left. <laughs> you, you had USC, he had Oregon. Yeah, it was a close game. I was not – I mean, it was scary. The whole game was int- too intense. It was way too intense. USC luckily did pull it out. I probably would have chose Oregon too, but I chose them like in the first round. So <laughs> USC <laughs> is my last option. Yeah, I bet USC like that night, and I was not confident at all. Obviously, they destroyed them, but I was not confident at all. Yeah, they destroyed them. That the next round, got... <laughs> I was like, anything could happen. Yeah, that's exciting. West Virginia, unfortunately, did me dirty, and they. You would think that Huggy Bear would know how to, you know, at least <laughs> slightly operate around the zone. But, like, the worst part about that was actually the fact that – so I stopped watching after, like, the first, like, 10 minutes because I was like, mm-hmm. I can't watch this. This is awful. And then all of a sudden I go back on and I turn the, like turn my head, look at the TV, and they're, like, within five. I'm like – you gave me hope, which was the worst thing to give. <laughs> like, just lose. You're going to lose. Just like, I, I've accepted my fate. Like, you guys should too. <laughs> like, yeah, brutal survival pool for me, but congrats. Hey, I'm <laughs> glad to be there. I, look, getting booted out in the in the first of uh, the play-in took, you know, Michigan State. Didn't think it was going to be an easy way in. <laughs> and now UCLA is out here in the final four. Dude, I know that's out. crazy. U- <laughs> UCLA has – I'm weird. I'm not a huge LA guy, but like UCLA and USC have won me so much money, and I love UCLA because I remember we started that. The way we did our survival pool <laughs> was we did uh, you could do a, a buyback in after the first four. So because we felt kind of it's like you, the first four is like a part of the tournament, but at the same time, like if you pick a first four team and they lose, also like you don't get to experience the fun <laughs> of a survival pool, yeah. you know. So we were like, we thought we can do one buyback, like buy-in, like buyback in if you really wanted to. And so I was the only guy that picked UCLA. There were, I think our pool was like There 15, was five 14. of us. Five of us picked Michigan State. No, they, I think there were more. There, It was like seven or eight. Like it was ridiculous. <laughs> I was the only yeah. one that picked UCLA. And so of course I'm talking like all shit in the chat. In the back of my mind, I'm thinking like, okay, like, UCLA is going to lose like the obvious pick was Michigan State but I'm like I'm just going to do it and of course they went down early but <laughs> came out winning and yeah they're in the final four now which I mean let's I'm I guess we should Zaga now and that's going to be a battle of a uh, battle of bears there yeah no no, doubt. yeah we got to get on back into that but I guess I should officially you know we we were so excited to get into it. We didn't officially get my intro. And welcome to the Zach Sports Podcast. Well, I'm glad to be welcome. here. Definitely. I said welcome. we're back. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we made it. 
Uh, be sure to follow us on social media. I've been putting some picks out there. Uh, I, I don't want to be an exclusive like betting Twitter account or a mm-hmm. betting like podcast. I mean, obviously that's going to be a big part of it because it's something that I really enjoy doing. And it's always something kind of fun to talk about. But as of now with the Twitter, uh, it's pretty much just been that. But got some good traction. I had a 5-0 and o day Sunday, which we'll definitely uh, bring up later in the pod. But, yeah, be sure to follow us at Zach Sports HQ on Twitter. It's Z-A-X Sports HQ. Uh, we're putting out some good stuff. I have 69 followers right now. Nice. Um, you know, it's a great day to actually get back on the podcast and get back to recording. Uh, YouTube, you'll be able to see us live in our amazing background. We have Jordan James in the nice frat house with the St. Louis Blue Stanley Cup, the Natty Light Dirty on the ground. Natty, repping our jerseys. Can't forget the jerseys. The jerseys, that also a little uh, foreshadowing to what we'll be talking about a little bit later. And you, so you have him in the frat house. You have me in my grandma's house where I have <laughs> some nice like file cabinets and all the, all this stuff behind me. So very excited to be here. Uh, yeah. Let, let's just get right into it as we kind of did with the intro. So <laughs> elite eight, t- how'd the elite eight go for you? What were some of your thoughts? Elite eight was rough. You know, I had some big bets. Uh, definitely did not have UCLA win in any of the elite eight. Definitely cost me some moolah there. Uh, other than that, I mean, it kind of went how I expected Gonzaga winning. U- U- USC was a tough one, of course. I mean, <clears throat> had money on that with the, you know, the survivor pool. So that, that was always a big one. I mean, I was fine with that. As long as I won that, got that nice little money from that. My bets didn't have to hit that day. So I was happy overall. <laughs> yeah, you won something. That's the thing. Little victories. That's the thing. Like now that, I've been, you know, betting on sports for a while now. It's it's the little victories. You just got to focus on those. Uh, Yeah, the Elite Eight, like, was wild. I I felt so bad, especially last night, uh, just because – so to give my point of view and kind of what my thought process was, especially I'm just going to start with the late-night game because that was the one I had the most to do with, the Mm Michigan-UCLA game. Michigan minus six and a half. I had it. It was not an easy decision. That was the one that was not an easy decision for me because I picked Michigan to win it all just in my bracket. Had a couple like five, ten dollar pools. So wasn't too worried about the like money there. But had them to win it all, had a nice future on them. And like, so I love Michigan, but UCLA, I was riding from the first four. Like, I didn't just yeah. only pick them in the first four for my survival pool, I also bet them against the spread and they've literally hit like every single game. So I'm flustered now. I'm like, (laughs) what am I going to do? Like, these are my, like two teams I have to go with. I tried to overthink it. I went away from UCLA because I thought Michigan was the play and now I'm hurt. And now I know heading into the final four, I'm going to be facing the exact same thing. Gonzaga should cover. Gonzaga Gonzaga's – they're, they're unbelievable. Jalen Suggs. I mean, that team is so well-rounded future, together. Hey, hey, hey future magic Jalen Suggs. I don't know. It's, future it, magic Jalen Suggs. We'll see. Oh, man. No. Like, they're unbelievable. I thought Mobley was going to at least neutralize Very him. Very much so. Like, at least neutralize him. 
Timmy looked like he was going to be a top three pick this year. Yeah. Uh, so actually, with the speaking of the final four, you know, the Elite Eight, Arkansas is the one that really upset me. I had money on Arkansas from the very beginning to win the whole tournament. And they, they upset me so much playing Baylor. They can't, they had two, you know, they started out rough, three games in a row, shooting awful. I was like, they got to get hot. <laughs> Never got hot the entire tournament. They won off a of grit and grind only. I thought the exact same thing. I had two futures plays. So I'm really glad you brought that up with uh, Arkansas because I had a future place on Michigan, which would have been awesome mm-hmm. since they won my bracket. So I will have been able to get some bracket money. But I had a future on Arkansas as well, which was obviously much better odds than being the three seed. <laughs> so I had one on Arkansas as well. And I was like, I so I bet Arkansas to at least cover. At, well, I guess they were the underdog, so they would have covered if they would have won. But like, I just wanted them to win. And yeah. Moody really <laughs> underperformed. Moody underperformed heavily for me. And that was upsetting because Moody, I love. I think he's a top three pick. I think he'll do really well in the NBA. Really? I it, think. I, do, do you I, think he? Do you think he's a top three caliber guy, or do you think he's actually getting picked top? I three? think he's a top three caliber. Let's put it that okay. way. Okay, that, that's what that threw me off because yeah. I, I, I can agree with you on that. But I'm like, I don't think he's getting picked top three. I, I think he's a very high caliber. I think he's a very like close to Jonathan Isaac likes player. Very John, gritty. John, yeah, Jonathan Isaac. Did, did someone I, say Jonathan Isaac? I love Jonathan Isaacs, but you know he stayed. He's been hurt. That's uh, that's a key. Thing <laughs> I was gonna say, rest, big fella. We're gonna need you. <laughs> yeah, um, that he was really, really disappointing for me. Man, it was just really disappointment. Other than that, I think everything else really went how I thought. I, I figured Houston would cover, especially with the Oregon State. I, I mean, I, I, I had to bet him, but Oregon State covered, baby. <laughs> yeah, the goats. <laughs> Had to, I had to bet him as well because, I mean, you, it's Oregon State. You've got to be a Cinderella. You, you, you see, the fact – the craziest part about the fact that they covered was not even the shot. The shot was awesome. It was the fact that they had three seconds left and they realized, <laughs> okay, we're down, and they did not foul. Because I'm thinking in my head the entire time, there's no way. Like, they're, they're going to mm-hmm. foul. They're going to, you know, hit a free throw or two. Like, there's no way. And all of a sudden, I saw, like, they had him kind of trapped in the corner, and I saw the Oregon State guy back up. And as soon as I saw his shoulders, like, lift up, I was like, like, my jaw dropped. I was like, I'm actually going to win this. And I got on Twitter, (laughs) and it was a storm. It was like seven straight covers or something ridiculous. Yeah, it was insane. Straight up money line wins. It was insane. I I mean, I was fine with it. I'm not going to complain any day of the week for it either, though. That was my only Elite Eight win. Against the spread, my only league win this weekend was off that. Because I didn't beg Gonzaga. The odds are so bad to beg Gonzaga. It's um, it's wasting my money. (laughs) You see, like I, and I'm flustered now again. Like, get we'll kind of transition into the final four. Like talking Gonzaga, UCLA. Now I'm at the part where I was kind of at UCLA, Michigan. Okay, I've rode UCLA so far, and you look at it. Gonzaga has won by double digits like every single every game. game but the spread is double digits so it's like it's like 13 and a half so like low key like they could still lose by like 13 points and mm-hmm. like cover so it's it's interesting because you see that i'm probably gonna put some tweets out there like don't overthink it like gonzaga <laughs> gonzaga gonzaga but i know in my heart like i'm probably gonna bet ucla to get oh back i'm, on that I'm definitely gonna bet ucla just because like odds are so good 
it's like if it happens, I mean, I'm sitting in bank. <laughs> yeah, like I think it's more the thing. Like I've already like I made the mistake. I went off UCLA to bet like my futures, my like champion. Like I had to, I had to do that. But now, <laughs> like it's, oh, it's scary. It, it is scary. <laughs> like, Very man. scary. Yeah, so I'll probably do end up doing UCLA just because of who I am as a person. <laughs> I mean, I, I, at, at the end of the day, I do think it will be Baylor and Gonzaga battling it out, and it's going to be Gonzaga's first real test, in my opinion. Yeah, but, I mean, honestly, we've heard that before. <laughs> that is <laughs> I, also said true. That before. I've said, I said <laughs> that a couple days ago with USC. <laughs> Like, yeah, I thought USC was really going to give them a work, and it it did nothing to them. They matched up great, and Gonzaga didn't even break a sweat. Not a sweat. Yeah, they 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 came out. Yeah, fifteen point lead to start out. I mean, it was just instantly dominating, instantly. And that's scary when you see a team like that. (laughs) They are dominant. Like Gonzaga is going to win it all. Like they really should. This is their year. Yeah, if they do not win, it is a very disappointing year. I mean, very, very disappointing. But like, if I bet, I bet Gonzaga a couple. I bet Gonzaga against Creighton. I just think that's the only time I've actually bet Gonzaga against the spread this year. Uh, I've yet. Oh no, no, actually, I did. So I'm one and one on Gonzaga because I bet them uh, against BYU, where they. They won, but they didn't cover by like a point or two points or something because yeah. they were down at half. So I haven't bet them a whole lot, but like I feel like I would just feel like an absolute idiot if I bet <laughs> Gonzaga and I'll be off chance. Like UCLA makes it close because they shouldn't, but yeah, I, just to say they're not going to. Mick Cronin's an insane coach. Well, not just that, but the way UCLA is playing, they they are hot at the right time. And they are, yeah. I mean, they're, they're one of the best three point teams in the tournament. That's yeah. just keeping and in like, so many games. They're a good team, too. Like, mm. they were great beginning of the year, middle of the year. They just got towards the end there where they kind of <laughs> like started to slip up a little bit. And it was like, do they really deserve a spot? And can you imagine if they didn't even get one? They, they had to play a playing game. I, I have no idea. This is the first time. I'm, this is the first time I'm pretty sure 11s made it to the final four, too. No, that I is know there's not? been 11s. There's, I thought I thought maybe it was the first time. Are you sure? I, I really thought yeah, so. Because it was I, the first time. BCU, I thought BCU was an 11 seed. Uh, Loyola of Chicago, they were an 11 seed, weren't they? They, didn't, they made it to Elite Eight, I thought. I th- no, I'm pretty sure they made it to the Final Four. Maybe they did. But maybe I'm tripping, but I'm well, almost <laughs> positive. I know there have been some 11 seeds, but what I'm thinking is, has there ever been like a first four team? Because the first four, when did that happen? That was a few years ago. Yeah, up. they just started. I mean, that, like maybe four, five, six years ago, somewhere. In that I want to say four or five. I don't think it's been that long. Yeah, but I mean, for for a team like that in general, you know, they make it one, two rounds. Usually, that's all you get of them. Yeah, no, there's always a first four team that makes it to the round of thirty-two, and so that's what I thought UCLA was going to. Do. I picked mm-hmm. Michigan State. I picked UCLA to beat BYU, and I had UCLA losing. But no, nope, I was wrong. But I kept betting them against the spread, and they've been hitting spread and straight up, and it's been wild. It's been working out, though. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so I guess Baylor-Houston, the spread's, what, five? Uh, that, that I'm pretty sure that's what I saw the opening line to be. I think it was Baylor minus five. I'll tell you, yes, it is five. Baylor minus five. 
I'm leaning Baylor right there. I think Baylor. Uh, I definitely agree. I think Baylor is going to give them works. Yeah. I think Houston can compete because their defense is very, very phenomenal. Their defense, and their boards. They, but they get Baylor, rebounds. But Baylor is uh, something about them is just a different animal at the end of the game. They're, they're good. They're very good. And Quentin Grimes, speaking of player, Quentin Grimes is a stud. That man right there goes out there and plays his heart out. Oh, yeah. That. I think Baylor definitely covers that. I was kind of interested. I thought the line was going to be a little bit. I thought it was going to be like a seven, like a six and a half, seven and a mm-hmm. half. But, I mean, with Houston, like, they're still two seed. Like, you got to put some respect on them. I think the fact that they probably should have lost that game to Rutgers really. <sighs> yeah, and like, see, I had, that, I had really Rutgers beating it. them. I had Rutgers beating them the whole time. No, no. I really thought they were going to beat them. Rutgers' defense was really good. I mean, they were very even across the board. They should have won that game. Oh, yeah, they they did blow it. I wanted, I think the UCLA and Gonzaga line is 14 as well. So, it is a yeah. big jump on theirs as well. That's what I'm like – that's why I think I got to go UCLA because even if they can keep their streak up of winning by double digits mm-hmm. and there's still a chance that they don't cover, which yeah. I, I saw some this is the largest spread in Final Four history, which I absolutely believe. Like, yeah. <laughs> It's very crazy, especially 14, especially at Final Four. I mean, when you're thinking Final Four, you're thinking best teams got to be close every game, going yeah. down to the buzzer. Not and like UCLA. <laughs> and, like, there have been – there have been a lot of, like, eight seeds, like seven seeds. Mm-hmm. Like, there have been some lower seeds that have made the Final Four, but the spread – and, like, you're like, okay, this is how we're going to get destroyed. But it's the Final Four. Like, in March Mass, it's always close in mm-hmm. some way. Like, so for it to be this crazy, like it can happen because Gonzaga is that good. Yeah, but I think I got I got hopped back on UCLA. Like, there's always that. There's always that chance. Always that chance. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. What What are your thoughts, real quick, on these late start times? I know college guy. <sighs> I mean, I'm okay with the late start just because I work. I mean, you know, working. I don't like – I like having them in the later in the afternoon, late at night. I get off work, I'm still able to catch the game. So, it doesn't bother me too much. But, I mean, when it's like a Saturday – you know, being Saturday, people are going out. It's kind of – I mean, it's, it's a little inconvenient, but it's not awful, I guess you could say. I'm kind of so-so, depending on if I'm off or not. Yeah, I'm, I'm not loving it now that I've graduated. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a working man now, if you want to call me that. It, oh man, these like nine o'clock starts are just brutal. I mean, we're lucky we're in the central time, like at least we're not like east coast, but like, yeah, man, like it, it's kind of tough. And it's like the worst part about it, I feel like, is normally it's like at least a half hour in between the two games. You yes. only have two games going on, like a nine o'clock start on like the first weekend of March Madness well, makes absolute sense. Yeah, it was, like, it was the okay the in. first weekend. I think like this weekend they started like five and like eight or something like that, which is insane. Yeah. It's such a big difference between times. Yeah, it's not a fan, but you know what? We've had, we have a tournament this year. Can't complain. <laughs> yeah, that is true. I'm so, after last year, I really didn't know what I was going to do with myself with no tournament. Yeah. No, nothing. Just, I, I like, I printed out my bracket. I actually like wrote it out again. Like I felt like I was five. Like I was a little kid. I was giddy. <laughs> like just like filled it out. I'm like, 
Okay, like yep. we're doing this <laughs> like, every every year. I print one out. Me and my old school buddies, we we print one out and all send it to the same guy, and we do our own little bet with my buddies from school. Just because I mean, growing up, that's what we did: seventh grade, sixth grade, eighth grade. Every year, print them off, made like twelve of them in class, having a great time, watching the games on our phone in like the bathroom or something. <laughs> always, it was always going on. I remember, so like. First of all, you have to print off. If you don't print off a bracket, like you are just missing out on everything. Like, I understand all the like all my tournaments and like stuff entries mm-hmm. that like I actually do. Yes, it's all online. I do that, but I have to actually fill out a bracket. And if you don't, yep. like, you are missing out a ton. You actually have to print it out, write it, like, get get the red and green highlighters out once it starts going. <laughs> like, yes, it, it makes it so much better. But I remember. What I was going to say, it was like third grade, uh, went up to school. I was in school in Omaha at the time. So Creighton, everyone's a huge mm-hmm. Creighton fan up there. And they made the tournament. I remember I was, it was third grade and it was like wrapping up. I think they probably played like two, three o'clock, probably like three o'clock. Cause I think it was like, it was right before we got out and we had a small little TV, like <laughs> in the classroom. And like our teacher turns it on and she's like, okay, like just be quiet and like watch the game. And they were playing Winthrop and I don't remember the outcome. I think it was like a 512, maybe a 512, 413, something like that. Maybe a 611. I don't remember. It was one of those kind of middle rounds, but it mm-hmm. it was just so awesome. I'm like actually sitting there in class, like third grade me, just like <laughs> watching this. I was like, this is amazing. Yeah, we always had a teacher. No matter what class it was, some teacher was going to put it on the on our like smart board, something like that. And it was always because, you know, from where I'm from, we're down down south, so Arkansas and Mizzou both head to head all the time. One of them are always in the tournament, so we're all somebody's got to watch it. Either whether it's Arkansas or Mizzou, most time Arkansas because Mizzou's I mean, we we see how Mizzou goes. <laughs> but some teachers always watching it, and it yeah, was always on your. I was gonna say I don't want to talk about Mizzou in the tournament. <laughs> yeah, they uh, yeah. <laughs> that this I don't even care about this year. This year was a pick 'em for me. I picked Mizzou, but I I think the Spurs early like a half, so it legit yeah. was a pick 'em. But I, I didn't have Mizzou luckily because I'm just, I I don't ever put my faith in Mizzou. <laughs> I don't. Even, I my thought process was I picked Mizzou to beat Oklahoma just because I was like this game right here is not going to be the one that like determines if my bracket's good or not yeah. i'm like this is just i'm going to pick the team that i'm going to root for but i was like they're playing gonzaga next round like it does not matter oh, i'm like yeah. i'm gonna pick mizzou uh, but what i was alluding to which were man I, i'm have to get another whiskey drink after this one just going back <laughs> on this terrible memory i think i was talking to my dad about this earlier i think worst sports memory i've ever had ever experienced I don't even remember the year. I don't remember a whole lot because I try to block it out. <laughs> Mizzou, number two seed, playing Norfolk State. Uh, yeah, guess, I don't guess, exactly guess, what you're talking about. Guess where they played? <laughs> Up in Omaha. Guess who was excited? I think I was in middle school at that time. Guess who was excited? My dad comes, hey, we're going to go to this March Madness game. Mizzou's <laughs> coming to Omaha. It's perfect. I'm so excited. I'm like, I get to go to my first March Madness games. I get to see Mizzou. I was mm-hmm. so ecstatic. And so the way like March Madness does it is it's like pot. So you get like two games pretty much. Yep. So we watched a 7-10 game, which was Florida and Virginia blowout. Florida blowout, not even close. 
And I was like, oh, I kind of wanted like a little March Madness, like close game. Careful what I wish for, because 215, Norfolk State, do not miss a shot. Like, I don't care. You can go look at the stats, like whatever percentage they shot, I know it was at least 80%. I don't care what the stats say. That's what it looks like. They did not miss. It was yeah, ridiculous. And I I did not talk for like a week after that. We're so so I, I don't think Mizzou sports can hurt me anymore. I really don't. Like, that was the all-time low. Being at that game. That's, yeah, that's insane. I, the only, I've only been to one March Madness, like, game, and it was when they was in Memphis a few years back. It was, I want to say, the Elite Eight, and I watched Lonzo Ball in the UCLA Bruins. UCLA? Yes, sir. And uh, I want to say, I want to say it was, tr- I want to say Trey Young was the other team. Maybe not, but I know UCLA because, I mean, I, I was a Lonzo Ball fan. Love the Ball family. Knew he was coming to Lakers, you know, home of the L.A. I mean, and then I watched him get his, <laughs> get his ass whooped. <laughs> yeah. I, I think Lonzo Ball is a perfect transition because I should have known we were going to spend a lot of time on college basketball. I just should have known. But that's a perfect transition to let we got to get some NBA talk. We're both rocking yeah. our NBA jerseys for this. Yeah, I know you're, you're a bigger NBA guy than I am. I'm I like the NBA, but I'm definitely more of a college basketball to NBA kind of guy. But I still like to talk. I'm a Magic fan, as I mentioned last week. And yes, I, I will accept you know, just condolences and all that stuff. But you know what? We're, we're building for the future now. You have Cole Anthony, a great future point guard. Cole Anthony, Cole. Jonathan Isaac. Love you know, Jonathan yeah. Isaacs. Love Jonathan Isaacs. Obamba, you know, we've, we've, got, we've got a couple pieces. Obamba, I don't know about. I mean, he has a great song, but. <laughs> Dude, that was the funniest thing, being like in Signu, like being in a fraternity. Yes. I. So I tried to order like kind of fun fact, I tried to order a Mo Bamba jersey because I'm an actual magic. Like mm-hmm. I wanted a Mo Bamba jersey and it it actually came in like it was really weird. Like it was gave me like a wrong order and it was a De'Aaron Fox jersey, like Sacramento Kings. Uh, but yeah. I was like, I got my money back, but I kept the jersey. And I was like, I actually like De'Aaron Fox. So it was not a bad thing at all. But like I told everyone that and every time I would say like, <laughs> yeah, I tried to order a Mo Bamba jersey the looks I would get because they just thought I was like, oh, you're just a stereotypical frat boy trying to get a Mo Bamba jersey. I yep. was like, no, like I actually like I was ecstatic when they drafted them because the thing with the Magic is they're always like the fifth, sixth pick. Yes. So they miss all the top tier guys. And they get always a mid tier or low to no tier. Yeah, yeah they get some experimental projects. Like, some promise, like crazy which but, which is insane i mean yeah. I, the thing is about mobamba is i just feel like orlando's not the place he needs to be for what he wants he's a defensive guy i feel like he's a great backup center i mean orlando's looking for that star piece that's why they traded for window carter i would I mean would definitely assume they want that star young star which Wendell Carter, I think, is a great fit for that team to start out with and i'm expecting at least a top three pick from him this year and who knows what the Magic will draft this year with his talent coming out of college and the G League. Yeah, the G League's really interesting. I didn't know a whole lot about that. And I was yeah. looking at some mock drafts earlier and just trying to look more into it. I don't know a lot about these guys. And it's it's kind of hard to gauge that. But I, I got to think my top – like the top three still will be 
not not necessarily in this order, but I feel like it's got to be Cade, Suggs, and Mobley. It'll be. I think it would be very close. The thing, I mean, I do like the new process of the G League, accepting you know the players not having to go to college, earning money instantly, mm-hmm. already learning the NBA system, the coaches, the pro, you know what they really need to do to come right in the NBA and be ready. I think it's a great system. I've been watching a lot of G League games more because of that. Because I want to get to know players, you know, yeah. that are going to be rookies and stuff. So I've had to kind of expand on something like that that I didn't even think would be as successful as it is. Who are some of the guys in the G League? Because I, I also like the idea, but I haven't actually watched a whole lot of G League games. Are, are there any G League guys that you're, you've like kind of watched and be like, okay, that this dude can do some damage in the league? I mean, I kind of watched a little bit. I, I'm not, you know, very big on it because okay. I don't watch it as often. Like, oh. got some background. I was just to throw on something. Yeah, I got you. I, I mean, like, I know, like, a, who was it? It was like Kobe Simmons is a really good one that I've watched a couple times. Um, oh, if I could remember, I'm not, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, it's so odd because you don't get to watch them as often because they're hardly on TV. Yeah. That's the hardest part not having NBA, like, NBA, like, live TV for G League, which mm-hmm. is really weird. It's, it's harder. There's no, I guess, exposure for them. Yeah. No, that, and you got to think probably with this process, like they'll get there. I, I feel like they'll, they'll start getting more because the NBA out of all the leagues, like all the main four leagues, probably like just me personally, probably like my least favorite just from sport and just for a few reasons. I mean, nothing crazy, but like I think Adam Silver. Has to be the best commissioner. He has to be. He is. He is definitely up there. He, he, he is out of mo like mob. I don't know much about the NHL commissioner, so I can't say anything bad about him. But he's definitely better than Goodell. He's definitely better than Rob Manfred. Of the I would MLB. definitely agree. Like Adam Silver is off. Like the way he's actually like developed the G League. He's been adding like a team a year, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, he's steadily adding. Not as that, but even the way he took COVID. To get their season and finish it is insane. And to get players to buy in, that's the biggest part. NFL was having a problem getting players even want to show up to practice. NBA got them to come out to Orlando in a bubble and actually follow guidelines and rules to have a season. Something like that shows you how much they respect that man. And, that I mean, that speaks a lot for a trillion-dollar association. Oh, it's crazy. Um but, yeah, let, let's get back into some of the trade deadline. We talked a little draft. I wanted to touch on that. Mm-hmm. Now we'll, let's get into the trade deadline. I mean, the Magic were featured, not necessarily in the way I would have liked, but – It does such up for more future, pu- future picks, you know. Vucevic is great. I think he's a great addition to the Bulls. It definitely oh, he, he definitely makes them much more in the playoff contention-wise. Zach Levine, love the dude. I've seen him play three times, I think. In Memphis, and I mean, he is <laughs> watching him on TV and in the game so different. I uh, bet. Some, I mean, other than that, the trades, I mean, wasn't really too crazy. I think the buyout market was much bigger than the trades that happened. <laughs> I, that's why when you brought up Lonzo Ball, I was very, that's why I was like, this is a good transition because I know there was a lot of talks Lonzo Ball to New York, yes. Lonzo Ball to here, to there. I, I thought he, he was really about to go to Chicago. I really did. And the thing is, I'm so shocked because I really like Kobe White. I think mm-hmm. he's a great overall player. 
But of I course, agree. they have they have Zach Levine. So I mean, Kobe White's that guy that's more of a scorer. Trade them two out. I feel like would have been perfect, but. Lonzo Ball is a free agent, so we'll see where he goes after this year. You know, he does want to play with his brother. <laughs> so he may end up over there with LaMelo, who I'm sad also got hurt this year. Yeah. No, he's been he's been killed. He was it. definitely gonna be rookie of the year, if in my opinion. Uh-huh. Edwards is right there and Halliburton as well. Very good players. That, that's a weird way to say Cole Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know much about Anthony uh winning it, but <laughs> how to bring it up, you gotta believe, you gotta stay positive. That's how I've been a magic fan for so many years. You just gotta, <laughs> gotta find the positive in things. So even you gotta when, keep finding it. <laughs> it's tough. You gotta get creative somehow. Uh but man. Yeah, it, it's crazy. I'm I'm very ready for the draft. I think one more thing I won't bring up, and I'm kinda curious, it's a bit of a hot take, but I think I like Suggs more than Kate Cunningham. I like what Suggs. I, I've always loved Suggs. I'm, <laughs> I'm a big like, Suggs guy. Like they're, I mean, it's no disrespect to either one of them because they're mm-hmm. both so talented, but like I just, when I watch Suggs, like, yes, I get Gonzaga's a better team than Oklahoma mm-hmm. State, but it's not just that. Like, I just feel like I see way more promise, way more like Jalen Suggs can take over a game. Kate Cunningham has his moments, but at the same time, like I feel like he disappears more than Suggs does. He, I definitely would agree, just because I think I want to say he's more consistent. He's very consistent. Suggs is, and I think Suggs plays better. I think he's a way better overall defender. He's more developed. For, I think he's more NBA ready. Let's put it that way. Yeah, that I was like a, that. worded up correctly. He is very NBA ready compared to where he was. And the magic. They, they love their defense, Jonathan Isaac, the blocks. But you defense need a scorer with the magic. That's that's the thing about them. Yeah. I'm now, just trying to think of a way that we can get, like, the one in the four, the two in the four, or, like, the two in the five. I forgot what uh, which protected pick it is, but something where it's, like, four or five, and then, like, the one or two, and mm-hmm. just be able to just build with Cole Anthony, Jonathan Isaac, Mo Bamba, if he could develop, like – just try to get some – just get a little interest. But the weird thing is the Magic have made the playoffs the last two years. Yeah, I mean – I, I think this was needed. It was very because of Nick uh, Vucevic, though. Vucevic carried that squad like nobody's He's business. So good. He's so good. <laughs> but for the Orlando Magic, we don't know how to hold on to a quality <laughs> all-star center. Like, I mean, we yeah, never, but have, never will. He was 29. He did sign the deal, so he was showing he wanted to stay. But it was definitely time to move on and get younger. No, he, he did. I, I'm happy for him. I'm rooting – I, I'm rooting for them, but yeah, that's sort of like in the Orlando Magic name is you. If you're a center here, you're not gonna end here. I mean, Shaq, Dwight Howard, Vucevic. Now, nope. Yeah, we, all we like to get rid of our centers. Now, hey, next is gonna be your boy Garza. That's who you're. That's who you're gonna draft. Hundred percent, Luke Garza. Luke Garza, <laughs> the Magic. That dude does not look like. An Orlando man, he looks he, like man, he, he, he needs to stay in the Midwest. There's that no man thing. doesn't look like an NBA player, but he's gonna bust some. He reminds me of Jokic, very much of a Jokic type player. He he's got the work at the work ethic and the grind. Where like he will be good, he'll be serviceable for I mean, someone coming off the bench. I don't, I don't know who know he's who. gonna go to. I don't know how what he's even projected, but I, I, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't looked at enough mock drafts yet. I, I mean, we still have till July. <laughs> yeah, I like mean, it. the tournament's still going on. 
NBA is kind of going crazy. Like the Heat and Celtics, bottom of the East. I mean, that is that's shocking to me. Yeah, I guess we got to throw it in, even though hashtag not a betting only podcast, but we're gonna throw it in there. I had three plays today. I thought about taking the day off. I really did, <laughs> like, prepping for opening day because it's so exciting. That's what we'll yes. talk about next. But I was so excited, but I was like, you know, I'll I'll, I'll kind of glance at the lines and you'll see what I like. And I had three NBA plays. I had Heat minus two, which smashed. But then the Knicks really messed me up because they were minus three and a half, and they were up like 18. I stay away from the Knicks. I've always stayed away from the Knicks. Julius Randle has screwed me over and over <laughs> again. And I love that man from the Lakers, you know, you know, big Lakers guy. So – I love Julius. That man's been everywhere, and ever since he joined the Knicks, screwed my lines up every time I've bet against them. Uh, I've or even for them. a few times. Like I, I've done okay with them, and I was like, the Knicks. <laughs> I'm like, I think they can do this. And nope, mess me up. And then I, I had Jazz minus six as well. They only won by four. I mean, this was John Moran had 32. That's that's the only reason why John Moran has been doing really, really well. I, I, I think that's the first. Thing that I've ever heard about John Morant that I don't like. And it's not even, and that's really all for personal reasons because I bet against him. I love John Morant. Like he's <laughs> OVC proud, baby. OVC proud, yes. <laughs> I'm excited for them to get Jaron Jackson back, who has been out all year long. Really would help the team a lot <laughs> with yeah, his defense what, and scoring. Yeah, where are the Grizzlies at seating wise right now in the world? Uh, last I looked, they were in the seventh seed. But a lot of it has to do – yeah, see, they are 10th seed right now. But they are only two games behind the Spurs. I was going to say, it's early enough where, like, seeding matters, but at the same time it doesn't but really – But they are doing the play-in games again this year for the 8th seed. Ooh, I actually did not know that. Yes. So, that I loved that last year. It made That's... it so much more competitive, and no one's guaranteed yeah. a spot. The one thing I did not like about the bubble – was the Phoenix Sun situation. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's fun to joke about. And like, it's really not the big yeah. deal. But it's like, this team goes undefeated in the bubble and still doesn't even make the playoffs. It was <laughs> definitely very upsetting. <laughs> Devin Booker is insanely good. I, love, I have a Booker jersey. I'll probably, I'll throw that on the pod sometime. Like, I, I love Devin Booker. He, he, I mean, well. he reminds me of Kobe, which was my favorite player. So, I mean, seeing that work epic from him and the way he plays is so good. Adding Chris Paul to that team, insanely Game good. Changes. They're second. They're second seed in the West. I didn't know they were that high. I knew they were they up are, there. But... Yes, they are only three games behind for the first seed behind the Jazz. Yeah, they are playing absurdly well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely for them. I'm a huge Devin Booker guy. Always have been since he's entered the league. Since he was like a sixth man at Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, which is insane to think. How how is this dude not a starter? (laughs) Well, he was behind uh, he was behind Hero, correct? Is that who started in front of him? It was it was another white guy that was in front of him. Honestly, it was Hero, but I may be wrong. It might. I'm not sure exactly who. I just know that team was so stacked. They they were yes, very stacked. Kentucky always was. Yeah. Like now, look at them. Like what? Nine wins, nine and sixteen, nine and eighteen. That, if that ridiculous. Oh man! All right, let's let's do it. I know we have the basketball jerseys on, but let's get into some baseball. And 
I mean, we're recording this Wednesday night, but you will be listening to this on Thursday. Happy opening day. We made yes. it. We are here. Very big opening day. And we just had a Lindor. Very big contract. That dropped, that dropped less than in like less than a half hour before we did it. All of a sudden, like we were excited. Like I was kind of I was texting Jordan. I was like, okay, like we're like coming up with plans. All right, we like 1030 still good to like record, like all this stuff. And I was like, I'm about to record like my first like guest on like my podcast. And like we just got breaking news. Like this is perfect. Francisco Lindor staying with the Mets. There was yeah. so much drama with that. A 10-year deal. But he is 27. Yeah, it's 341 million, 10-year deal. And to be, I mean, he's 27. So it's not an awful deal, but it is not very, very, very long deal. No. I when I say 10 years, I'm not thinking like the Albert Pujols deal where he's like 30. That, that man is like 48. He isn't telling like, nobody. <laughs> I was going to say like when he's like over 30 and he gets a 10-year deal. I'm not even worried about that. It's more the fact that there was so much drama beforehand. Like, yeah, okay, so it's just like a one-year thing when then he's going to try to get a fat deal somewhere else because there were some weird contract negotiations. Well, I, I don't even denied, know. What. He denied the first one extension they gave him. For ten years, and it was like three hundred and fifteen million or something like that. And he denied it, so nobody thought they thought he was just going to do the year and be gone. And next yeah. thing you know, signing of the that's, ten years. That's why it was surprising because yeah, it was like maybe one, possibly a second year, probably not. And then all of a sudden, a ten-year deal, three hundred forty I mean, million. High expectations in New York, anyway. Him, Pete Alonzo, everybody saying Sin Garner's back to the old style. Degrom still being the best pitcher in the league. He's so good. <sighs> big yeah. day, big. His day. win totals should skyrocket this year. The amount oh, of games I that agree. he loses in like the six to nine range. I don't know what the spread is for Degrom wins, but that you got to take the over. Might as well take the over. <laughs> like you, you've got to. Like it's the amount of games he has lost, and I heard a few people talking about it. They were just like, "You have to take the like, just it's a lock. Just take the ground or take Mets." On the ground starts first five innings. Well, <laughs> here's the thing: he's got a big matchup tomorrow against Max Serger in the Nationals. Very great opening day game between two insane clubs. Juan Soto is definitely going to come out ready to play. The East is going to be wild. The NL East, I'm yes. excited for. I still think the Braves will win the division. I, I as well. Adding um, Charlie Morton to that rotation, Ian Happ in the outfield, who's a really good hitter you know, DH or whatever they want to do this year. <laughs> yeah. It is very, very good good competition. Phillies, you can't sleep on the Phillies. Yeah. I mean, you have Bryce Harper coming into year two with the Phillies. Like, he's – yeah, the NL East is going to be something. <laughs> then we got to talk but, about But, yeah, the I still think the Braves will win, like, Acuna, Ozzy Albies, I got Acuna, Freddie Freeman. That, that's just too much. As a one-two-three of having – Acuna, Albies, Freeman, every single day, you can't beat that. Then you throw in Ozuna in the <laughs> cleanup and Josh Donaldson. And now that they've improved the rotation, I still think it's the Braves. The Mets will be much improved, and the Mets will fight for a wild card, but I still think it's the Braves' division. I mean, it's close because, I mean, that the thing about the Mets is they got the pitching completely locked. That's mm-hmm. what hips them in every year. The Braves got a little better, but the Braves, uh, the thing about Acuna, I have him going off this year and winning. I put a bet actually already on him. A future MVP. MVP and have lead the league in home runs. Okay. 
Yes. Very yeah, I mean, so. it, it's doable. I can't say anything bad. I can't say anything against it. I can't be like, oh, you're an idiot for doing that. <laughs> like, no. Like, it, it could so, easily happen. Acuna is a tank. He's a oh. beast. He's fun to watch. I hate yes. the Braves, but he's fun to watch. He uh, he actually, I know he came out recently. It was I want to say it was on somebody else's podcast. He wants to be one of the first ones to do like it was a 30, well, I think it was like 30, 20, 20 or something like that. But like 20 selling bases, 30 home runs. And I mean, it was like insane. He wants to do something that nobody's done. And he said it's what he's aiming for this year. So. Yeah, that, that drive out of a 23-year-old. Yeah. Insane. He, he will do it. And uh, so I guess we already kind of talked some about it. I'm very excited to see Lindor spit. One like one thing, just very broad things we're excited for for this MLB season. Lindor was one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm kind of big on the Blue Jays this year. Oh, I'm I big. Love the Blue Jays. I'm, I'm big on the Blue Jays. Shade. I think every year. Last year I was saying the exact same thing, and I'm I'm right back on the train. I love uh, the Blue Jays this I, year, dude. I love Bobichet, Vladdy Bo- Guerrero. Bobichet is my I love him. Boba I'm Shet, yeah, Boba Shet, I call him all the above because I just like Boba Shet because it sounds like Boba Fett from Star Wars. <laughs> That's why I, yeah. I love Boba Shet. But he delivered for me back to back fancy seasons for me. Yes. Like, love him. I missed him in my dynasty draft this year. Very unfortunate, but I still love him. I got Lourdes Guriel. Him, you throw Vladdy in, coming in with more Man, experience now. Vladdy, also, you got to look at, he dropped. 45 pounds 40, yeah at least over 40 pounds and he's come in really good in spring training he hit like 40 bombs or something like that in the winter league for overseas i mean he is coming in hot yeah he's looking to be big year for him especially their third base he's got to prove himself yeah and the al east i think is up for grabs which you oh, don't yeah. hear a whole lot of because the yankees if the yankees <sighs> stay healthy Maybe I'm not a bit. So I'm still not. A, I'm still not set on Judge Stanton. I'm something about them. I'm just not set. No, on. <laughs> like Yankees, they say healthy. They more than likely win it though. The you Rays, I actually love the Rays as well. I I think they can do it again. They have a good organization, but they lost a lot of guys. They did lose a lot of pitching rotation wise. Morton, Snell, a couple other guys. Yeah, but they still got their hitters. They got their bats. Yeah, still they there. just they just turn out bats like they just mm-hmm. do. It, it's it's an insane organization. And the Red Sox aren't what they were the years Sox past. Red Sox are a shocking team. I think they can do some things, but, I mean, it's just a very undecided thing there. Yeah, like they're, they're – uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Orioles, they're – okay. I we, mean we, – we're like not going to talk about them. Like the Davis Blue Jays, <laughs> like I, I might check out the spread. I might just put a little like a little sprinkle on like just winning the ALEs just to see what the spread because mm-hmm. – I think they can do. It. I love the Blue Jays, and I've so I've been burned before by saying that, but I I love them. They're so I, fun to watch. I Kevin Biggio, that's the guy we didn't talk about. He can play it all. The when I talk about like plate discipline, yes. like this dude just does not strike out. Learned it from his daddy, though. <laughs> like <laughs> it, it's crazy. So they, just having really all that young, young talent. Like that's why I think I was so big on them last year was because they had all this young talent, and then now you throw in, you know, another year of experience. Very like they're, so. I think they're going to be good. I'm, I, I'm excited. That's for one of the that. bets I love tomorrow is Blue Jays plus one and a half. Yes, that's what I was planning, planning to take over the Yankees as well. Yeah, I, and I wanted to take uh, 
because you can bet on you know who wins the division in the order. So I've thought of taking Blue Jays to win the division for one of the bets um, that I was looking at as well. Yeah. Uh, so we one of the things I want to start doing. It's the one a day parlay. Oh, so you know, it's the one. You see, I was upset because at first I was like, "Oh, parlay of the day." You know, that sounds that sounds good. It you know rhymes. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, I found out that every other site, living thing imaginable, puts a <laughs> you know a parlay of the day because obviously that that's way too yeah common. So you know what? To keep your bank account healthy, you got to take the one a day parlay. I think you got to do it. So I thought. You and me, let's do it. Let's do like a nice little three team, because I I I don't like doing parlays more than three teams. I, oh. They're they're fun, but I I can't say the same because I've I'm, I've done a couple thirteen team parlays, and I've only and, I, and funny story I missed it. It was a hockey one. Uh, I hit twelve of the thirteen and missed out on nine thousand dollars off a dollar bet. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine if you just would have done like? 10 teams, nine teams, yeah. 11 teams. Like, that's the worst part about something getting that close. It's like the same thing with West Virginia and Syracuse. Like, it gave you hope. It's, it's like, you know, when you're placing that bet, you don't expect to win. No. And then all of a sudden you get hope, and then it makes it so much worse. When just and it makes it worse. You. It makes you want to go back for more. And that's the best part about the fill-in, too, though. <laughs> yeah, there's always another day. That's why we got the one-a-day parlay. You do it once a day. Hey, we'll see. Gonna, responsibly, of course. Responsibly. Oh, yes. Very responsible. Always responsibly. But I – so I don't – we can do a combination of sports. It doesn't have to be, like, all one sport. I say I, I, say I, I want to throw – I was going to say – I, I want to throw baseball. the Blue Jays on there. I say we do Blue Jays plus one and a half. We'll throw oh, that on there. We'll tweet this out and uh, – We'll get you guys to ride with us if you want. You know, I, I think you should. Like, first true one-a-day parlay. And, it, you know, we're going to keep your bank, bank accounts healthy, keep the sports books healthy. We're, we're going to do it. So, we got Blue Jays. That That's my pick. Blue Jays plus one and a half. There's a few other ones I like. But let what, what's yours? Let, let's get a, let's get a Joe uh, Epic. So, I've been – I mean, I'm looking at them right now for a couple of the, couple of the games. Personally, I'm going to go ahead and say that we take the Mets over the Nationals, as we were talking about Lindor earlier. Yes, Mets money line? Yes. Oh, I like it. All right, so Blue Jays, we have some AL, some NL. I, I got to pull up the spreads one more time. The... I had about five tabs open on my phone, and this is the <laughs> one that I didn't have. I know I was forgetting something. I was just so excited to start, you know. We, oh, we uh, yes, to do it. I understand. And then, I mean, the Cardinals is a good-looking one, too. They do play the Reds tomorrow. Nolan Arenado, you got to see what he comes out That's what I, I was holding off on saying him because when we're talking about things we're excited about, we're <laughs> both in the St. Louis area. Yes. And I have stories on stories just about my excitement about Arenado. So oh. I didn't want to start because I'm like, I don't know how much time we're going to have. <laughs> And I was like, we're, I could do a whole episode just about Nolan Arenado himself. So we're, we're just – we're going to end on that one. So, yeah, let's see. We got Blue Jays. Let's see. What were a few that I kind of liked? Uh, <laughs> the Rays I kind of like over the Marlins minus one and a half. Yes. Cardinal – yeah. So, Rays, Cardinals – White Sox are kind of nice. 
Although White Sox kind of scare me just first game nice they are that, so high. Very good one to look at is the Padres and Diamondbacks. Padres, phenomenal team. You Darvish, first start for that team. Very good looking. I, I agree. I say we go Padres. I'll probably throw a few other bets on, but I think for the parlay, we just get Padres minus, minus one and a half. Mm-hmm. That They'll have the run support. Yes, very much so. Tatis, <laughs> Tatis and Machado. I missed, uh, I missed out on Boba Shett, but part of the reason why I missed out on Boba Shett was because he was getting drafted late second, early third, because it was a dynasty league. Yes. Guess who? I had the number two pick, and I got the man Fernando Tatis. Tatis. I couldn't got go back to back shortstops. I couldn't do it. <laughs> oh, dude, Tatis, uh, that man is changing the game. He is making it fun again. Something about him brings so much incitement to the game. Unbelievable player. He's actually projected to win one of the – he's projected to win MVP this year. He's over he's over, over Acuna. But I took Acuna, of course. Yeah. I think Acuna's coming out with some some fire. Yeah, that's what – I feel like not a lot of people are talking about the Braves just because of the excitement, the new additions, Tatis mm-hmm. coming into – I mean, could you guys think the Braves were a game away from the World Series? Exactly. They, I mean, they were right there. And they improved. Yes, very they much. Got that, better. They got, they got better. Back, added Charlie Morton. So, and all right, a couple other pieces, of course. Yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the very first one a day parlay. Hey. Of happy opening day, everybody. We have Blue Jays plus one and a half, Mets money line, and Padres minus one and a half. We'll we'll figure out the official odds. It'll, it'll vary per book slightly, but we'll we'll throw that out there on the Twitter. Uh, later today before the game start it's opening day like it's, it's exciting i'm starting to get giddy again like i haven't <laughs> been this giddy since like march madness like yes and <laughs> i get my best time of sports the best really, thing is is i'm off today i get to sit back and relax and it'll be all day long i just i'm gonna be in a car all day driving <laughs> so i'm just gonna be listening be watching the road Oh, yeah, sure. gotta watch the road. <laughs> close one, close <laughs> one. Uh, so, it, I'm excited though. It's going to be, we're here and yeah. let's, we gotta wrap up the show just by talking. And I'm saying wrap up the show now. It could be in five minutes, it could be in another half hour. <laughs> Who knows? Because Nolan Arenado is a cardinal. Yes, he very, cardinal. very, very excited. Where, where were you, Jordan James? Where were you on the night when Nolan Arenado became the a Only thing is, I was uh, talking with Brock and them, Beery, some guys in the house, you know, and we thought it was a great night to go out. We haven't been out in a while. I'm at the bar, chilling around some guys. Next thing you know, a phone, everybody's phone's around us buzzing. We all look at the phone. What a bang, what a boom. We got Nolan Arenado. Everyone in the bar is getting crazy. <laughs> I mean, it was an unbelievable thing. Everybody is so excited. Missouri is just uh, unbelievably in doubt, ready for Nolan. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I was a little similar. I was at a bar in South County here in St. Louis. It was me and a couple of my buddies, and we're all sitting there. And all of a sudden, earlier that day, you know, the report starts servicing. Like, oh, yes. Carlos and Arenado might be talking. And I did not buy that for a second. <laughs> I was like, I've been burned two, three years in a row. I'm not buying that. I was like. If I see he gets signed, I will get excited. Until then, I will not. And we're all sitting there around the bar, 
and we're just kind of talking and similar thing our phones go off and I like it it was slowly getting closer and it was really hard for me to like not care but I was like I can't not do this like I, <laughs> I I had to like start getting slightly excited but I was like I'm not doing it until like, it's official yes. and all of a sudden the tweet comes out everyone goes crazy I I'm we're showing all these guys around us like because they don't know we were with we're, we're not in a college town anymore. So we're yeah. with all these middle-aged guys who, <laughs> you know, they, they didn't know what right away. So we're showing them. We're like, Arenado's a Cardinal. They're like, what? I'm like, yes, Arenado's a Cardinal. Showed everyone, talking about it. I took a fat chug. <laughs> I finished my beer in like 0.2 seconds. <laughs> like took a fat chug, like Arenado's a Cardinal. I still cannot believe it. Insane. It's going to be, it's going to be crazy seeing him tomorrow. I yes. mean, I know it's like spring training. He's been in. Doesn't a count. Doesn't count. Something different about seeing it on officially opening day. Like, yes, this is real. Like this is happening. Yes. Unfortunately, I'm not a very good Cardinals fan. Apparently, because I missed out on the. So I get a lot of my jerseys for like on the cheap, as you know. You know, hey. it works out. It works out. But I've been wanting like a legit like MLB baseball mm-hmm. jersey and there's no better one than Nolan Arenado because the thing with Nolan Arenado he's not only a great fit for the Cardinals he's been one of my favorite players for ever he just has been I've been a Nolan yeah. Arenado guy since he's been with the Rockies he could have like retired a Rocky and he still would have been a top five favorite player of mine like he was just fun to watch he's exciting I've always kind of liked the Rockies a little bit so for a lot of reasons and so I go to look at the jerseys because I'm like this is the guy, like, I'm going to get an official, like, $100 jersey. I don't care. I'm going to do it. Sold out. I, I did not get there in time. Oh, so, oh, I was like, goodness. I am just – I'm like I, – I was annoying the hell out of my girlfriend because I was just like, I, I'm not even a Cardinals fan. I don't even <laughs> like sports. Like, no. I messed up. I didn't even get – I didn't beat the rush. So, now I just checked again today, and they got some back in stock. So, we'll, we'll get some. Well, we'll uh, we'll for sure look into it, but <laughs> I cannot believe Nolan Arenado was a Cardinal. Yes, very, very exciting. And you know, he was, he had his first home run in a uniform, you know, was spring training, but it showed us a glimpse of what's coming this season. That's the very I, promising side. I I watched that video. <laughs> trying, I'm trying to think of a good line for it. What the over under would be since that came out? What like a couple days ago? Yeah, two so, days ago, I think day or two ago. Yeah, and it was. Let's see, over under probably 10. Well, it doesn't matter what the over under is because it smashes the over. Like, I've watched that clip. It was only like a five second clip. Yes. And really, the clip is not that good. It's early a guy, it shows him like hitting it. it doesn't yeah. actually show where the ball goes. But I've still watched that clip a million times because I'm like, yes. I've watched it over and over. Like, too, that, having him and Goldie go back to back. And I'm hoping Goldie does have another big year. If he starts out slow, I mean, I can get it, but. Hopefully he starts the way he ended last season. Uh, yeah, I think he can for sure be over 300 again, or at least like 290s. He was like 301, if I'm not mistaken, last yeah, like year. Yeah, 301, 304, somewhere in the low threes. Now, a player I'm really having high hopes for is Flaherty, of course. If he's he, hopefully he's, hopefully he's back. <laughs> he hopefully he be. is back. He really should be. Uh, spring training wasn't the best for him, but. It, Say, it's, well, it's Martinez. Hard. Martinez had a really good spring training, and that's which, what scares me. Yes, <laughs> yes, very get our much. Hopes up again. I but know this whole show we've been talking about that, and I'm not a Carlos Martinez guy, but if he can do it, 
he can do even it. when he was like our ace and like he actually was like his better years i was like he would be the perfect like number two guy in the rotation oh per- yes i i definitely agree but like at his peak he'd be the perfect number two guy in the rotation he's going to get his starts get his wins and then last year in the postseason the oh man he had like a 20 era yes something like, was very crazy insane. but he gets the outs it, it so was insane. he's gonna keep throwing them out there Oh, I cannot wait for the Cardinals. I've already smashed the over on wins. Is, uh, it it was Jordan, like 85 and a half wins. Is Jordan Hicks back this year? Did he, is he Jordan started? Hicks is back this year. Love he, Jordan Hicks. He, he hit like, I think he already hit 104 in spring training. That man, that man I, maybe it is was insane. But. He is insane. He is really good. I mean, I like the way I mean, he, I feel like he's more of a reliever than closer, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But, I agree. And I was very excited. Like, it was weird, but I was very excited that he took the year off last year. Yes, same. I was like, because obviously as a Cardinals fan, as someone who wants the Cardinals to win it all, like he will help them. But I was like, this is such like a short year. Do not rush coming back. Like take the month. I saw he opted out. I got excited. I was like, okay, that's that's good. That's what we need. So now he's fully healthy. And like I said, he hit 103, 104 already. Mm-hmm. Very excited for him. I, I I was a big fan of his always, so very high expectations of him. Definitely, definitely high expectations of the Cardinals. <laughs> the super high. Hopefully, they win the Central. The only team they I should. The only really team I should. receiving is but, the Brewers, and that's if Yelich is back to his MVP season. Yeah, because the Central for years has been like the toughest division yes. or at least like top two it really has been this year there's not a whole very, lot of competition. very lackluster reds maybe the, the right reds there. are kind of a wild card but like i feel like the reds went all in last year and just yeah. like when most teams would in the red situation would have tried to rebuild they just tried to sign everyone and just go all in so now they have a few of those remaining pieces where they can still maybe be a wild card but yes. I don't see much from them. The Cubs aren't very good. Pirates are Pirates got one good player. He's a rookie. <laughs> yeah. Hey, <And> so <laughs> so it like we should win. Like the Cardinals should absolutely win the division. Wish we would have got Wong back to play second, but you know, I, I, yeah, I I will miss Wong, but I'm all right with we'll slot Tommy in there. Tom, yeah, Mr. Tommy. I mean, we still have our infield is insane. Even when you throw in Yachty, yes. then Goldie at first. The amount of gold gloves we have, yes, unbelievable. That's why I yeah. thought Arenado was going to be a great fit because I'm like, yes, he has a great bat, which we desperately need, but defense. Like Cardinals are always about defense, and he is eight time. I think eight time gold glove. Eight or winner. nine, one of the eight two. or nine. It's definitely better than Matt Carpenter over there uh, <laughs> looking at every ball go by. We almost we almost got this entire podcast without saying Matt Carpenter. <laughs> so close. How dare you come on my podcast and say that name? Look, it's okay, <laughs> with that with that in mind, I do have a bet on Dylan Carlson for Rookie of the Year for the NL. <laughs> I like it. Topic. I, I put like uh, it. put twenty on him to win Rookie of the Year. Very high hopes for him. I like it. What what were the odds on that one, or what? Uh, uh, it was plus it was, eight, it, was it was plus eight hundred. He was like seventh or eighth. That yeah, that's a great value right there. So. I was like, do or die. I mean, whatever. That's right, baby. There was guys like Hayes and them ahead of him. Uh, Casey Maez from Detroit. Yeah. Uh, the catcher from uh, 
ooh, from the Giants. I can't think of his name right off the top of my head. There's, I mean, there's a couple of guys I can see, a lot of pitchers more or less because, mm-hmm. I mean, pitchers yeah. always seem to win rookie of the year anyway. So I have high hopes for him, though. Hayes is number one, of course, to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's an easy one yeah. for that. But you, you never pick the number one guy. That's no. so boring. Always got to – even though they win most of the time, like you can't pick those. Like, well, only, only number one I've ever picked has been Lamelo Ball to win Rookie of the Year, and now that's not even looking possible. So, yeah, very upsetting. It is, but anyways, Joe Epic, yes, thank you very much for coming on. Be sure to very check much out a pleasure. His YouTube, YouTube, and, and Twitch, and you, you uh, Twitch. Yeah, well. What do you all stream? I know you do some 2K, uh, some COD. I do a lot of 2K, uh, MLB, which the new uh, – the show comes out in about 15 days. Be playing a ton of that. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's the best. I love this Call show. of Duty, Valorant. This is kind of a mixture. I play – I mean, I do whatever, honestly. <laughs> yeah, whatever I feel like. But yeah. exactly. So be sure to check him out. Uh, once again, follow us on social media at Zach Sports HQ on Twitter and YouTube. And – I hope you enjoyed the show. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad glad to be here. Hope to be back, you know, some other times, you know. Absolutely. This, this was fun. Yeah, so please uh, review. Like, give us a review. Five stars. Uh, I would prefer five stars. I guess I get it. If you give less than five stars, at least tell me why. Like, I, I get I'm starting out here, you know. I'm, tr- I'm trying to improve, you know. <laughs> trying to do the best I can. Uh, but, yeah, Jordan James. Fantastic for- having you on, brother. Thanks for letting me come out. You have a good one. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Have a great day. Happy opening day.